Hey, it's Christian Martin. We're back today with another episode of the Work From Anywhere podcast. And today we have a very special guest with us. Hi, my name is Kimberly Ridge from the Bold Life Movement podcast. Thanks for having me, Christian. Kimberly has an awesome podcast and she's going to be co-hosting today because we just got back from Funnel Hacking Live 2019. This is a crazy live event in Nashville, February 19th to the 23rd. There was over 4,000 people there and it's basically... Russell Brunson's event. It's a ClickFunnels event, and some of the top minds in marketing are there. And we learned so much that we want to come together and talk about our takeaways for you. Here we go. You're about to be introduced to a group of fly-under-the-radar marketers who you've probably never heard of, living life on their own terms, working from anywhere in the world. While others live to work, we work to live. We reject the status quo, the cubicle, and the morning rush hour. We don't allow a boss to tell us how to live our lives. Instead of waiting until we're old and gray, we're spreading our retirements out over the next 60 years to enjoy the prime years of our lives. We can work from anywhere with a laptop and an internet connection. We do things differently. We work smart instead of hard. We don't trade time for money. We trade results and impact. If you would ask your parents or a college advisor if what we're doing is possible, they'd shake their heads. Yet, we're doing it every day from cafes on the beaches of Bali, mountain chalets in the mountains of Colorado, and jungle apartments in Colombia. And we're making more money than we'd ever make in a full-time job. This podcast is about one question. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from, where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. Here's Christian. Christian, I'm super excited to dive into our takeaways today because for me, this is my first Funnel Hacking Live event. I think you've been two, three times now? Yeah, this is my third time. Yeah. And our entire mastermind has been saying for months, you need to be at Funnel Hacking Live. You need to be at Funnel Hacking Live. If you're going to be successful in this industry, you need to be there. And it wasn't until a couple of weeks before the event that I finally booked my ticket. And I honestly can't imagine my life not having gone. I can't imagine my business not having gone. So I'm really excited to dive into some of our top takeaways. Yeah. That's one of the coolest things about live events for me is they produce a real physical, physiological change in you. So it's not like you come away having gone to a course and you have new knowledge and you learn some facts. There's like a real change in your being. Yeah. But it, for me, I come from like the Tony Robbins world. So I'm, I'm super used to having that state change and then coming home and not necessarily having the actionable strategic like moves that I can be making. And that's where this event differed for me. I not only got the rah-rah, you know, I got the hype, I got the the motivation. I'm super excited, but also I have a plan and I have new beliefs around what's possible based on seeing what other people in the industry are doing. So that's really integral to how I'm going to behave moving forward. So you got the state change, you have a decision to do things differently moving forward and you actually have the plan. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, this isn't even on my list of top takeaways, but it's one of my favorite quotes was like, um, the biggest hurdle between you and the way is just a bold commitment. Or it's like a bold commitment is the only thing between you and the way towards what you want. So it's making that decision. Yeah. So they talked a lot about how the root of the word decision, uh, it contains the phrase cut off. So you're actually cutting off any opportunity. They also said that in order to make a decision, you have to produce a state change. And this is something we can take away from marketing. So I have here on my list, point number one, 
They talked about you only do things that you feel like doing. So you have to ask yourself, how do you make yourself feel like doing the things that you're supposed to do or the things that are going to get you where you want to go in life? I think that that was a really good point because they talk about it from both the perspective of you as the seller, but also from the perspective of the buyer. And it's like, how can we get ourselves as people offering value to the market to be so excited about what it is that we have to share that we are amped to do the things necessary to get in front of our customers. Because for so long, I think that I was just in a really poor state, a poor state of mind in terms of what it was that I was offering that I wasn't really getting excited to do the things necessary to market it. I wasn't making the offer and I wasn't making offers consistently. And Mm -hmm. so getting yourself in the, the mind state to feel like doing the work to feel like making the offer, that is what's going to get your customers to feel like buying from you. Yeah. And that, I think we heard that a couple different times. Like Brenda Burchard said that you have to have confidence in what you're doing or people are going to subconsciously pick up on it and not buy. Yeah. Which actually leads me to one of the, the takeaways that I have listed here is never stop offering people a way to work with you. I think that this is another huge mistake that I've made. And I think a lot of people are making, they think, oh, because I've run out of things to offer that I'm done and I'll just stop. Whereas it's not about you. It's about looking at what your particular customer's journey looks like and thinking, okay, if they're at this phase, what does the next phase look like for them? And how can I create that? Because the only reason they'll stop working for you is if they are offended by you or if you stop having things to offer them. So we need to get out of thinking it's about us and realize it's about our customers. Yeah. The mindset shift from uh, selling to make money to selling to serve your audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to name drop a lot on this episode, but Myron Golden, he said, you are ripping off your market right now because I think it was Myron. He said, you're ripping them off because you're not making offers. Mm-hmm. And if you truly believe this is a, something very common in the industry, I think Jay Abraham came up with it. You have an obligation to sell to your customer if you truly believe in the power of your product. Yeah, for sure. And going along the lines of ripping them off, I think it was Russell who said, if you decrease the price of your product, you actually make your product cheaper, meaning like the value of your product has gone down. So the enjoyment that the customer gets from it, the value that they inherently receive when they buy it from you is less because you put the price at a lower point. Whereas if you sell it at a premium, they feel like they're getting a premium product. They're more invested. They're energetic. Um, like, how, how do I say this? The energy that they're giving to you is greater. So the value they're receiving from you feels greater. Absolutely. The commitment is one of the biggest things. And when you charge that premium price, you're going to get a bigger commitment from your customers. So he talks yeah. about if you're thinking of lowering your prices, instead of doing that, just raise the value of what you're offering. Keep your prices high and make your offer more valuable. Yeah, I love that. So it seems like you're really coming around to the idea that you you are underserving your market by not getting offers out there every day right now. Yeah, I think that that is a huge issue, both for me historically, but also for a lot of people in the personal branding space because there's so much of yourself that you're putting out there in your content and in what it is that you provide. Cause you know, I mean, me just telling my story like this on the show is very vulnerable, but I think that you, um, Christy, I want to say it was Christy who said this, you need to be a product of your product. So you need to walk the walk, you need to talk the talk and you need to actually, um, 
do the things that you're telling your customers they need to be doing. Mm, can you give me an example of that? Maybe you, you picked up from the conference. So another really great thing that I took away from her speech was she, she was super direct. Like I loved her style. I loved the way that she was getting the audience ramped up because she was like a no BS kind of speaker. And she said, so you messed up. Who cares? Stop being a baby. And basically she's saying the work that you need to do is not hard. And if you haven't been doing it, okay, get over it, move on. Like every moment is a new opportunity to create something of value and to put it out there in the marketplace. And so if you haven't been offering enough, either value in content or value in terms of like actual product offerings up until this point, start now and start doing it by being consistent and by being a available and and really showing up from a place of service versus a place of, I have a thing that someone needs to buy. It's a totally different energy. And you're so much more motivated to be there for, the, for your customers and to actually offer them things of value because you see the value inherently in it. Does that make sense? Totally. So you, you have to believe that you are serving your market. You have to believe that you're offering something of value instead of just trying to get money from people. Yep, totally. And that belief is going to turn into action. And then that action will turn into results both for you and your market. Yeah. 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 And I think that uh, one of my other favorite takeaways, Stephen Larson was talking about don't take the fun out of buying. And I feel like you and I chatted about this a lot at the event. So maybe you have some, some insight you can add, but it's like, you think that you're bothering your customer by pitching to them and, and views are pitching to them, it might feel bad. But if you realize that you're giving them like such an amazing chemical reaction, like an amazing experience to buy from you because they get to go on this emotional journey when they're hearing your epiphany bridge stories and they get to like understand how their life is going to change when they get to work with you. That's super fun for them. And that's super cool to get to like get your credit card and be so excited about how your life is about to change. And so don't take that away from them by being too scared to offer what value it is that you can provide. Totally. So Buying is not just about the result. This is a big takeaway. When you offer something to your market, it's not only about the result that you get them. Yes, you have to get them a result, but the entire experience should feel good to them. The ex entire experience should be exciting. So you have to entertain them. You have to provide connection and community for them. You have to educate them. Yeah. Get the results thereafter. Yep, totally agree. So one of the things I've written down is where is the drama in your marketing? Like, just look at how humans consume content. What do they love most? They love drama. Mm -hmm. Look at the hooks that are pulling people in on every social media platform out there. Things that are polarizing, things that are taboo, things that are a little racy sometimes. You know, like that is what catches someone's eye and getting to follow along with whatever story that might be and actually resonate with it and want to change whatever their current situation is because of it. That's the drama that they want. Yeah. So I think when we start to think of ourselves as storytellers and not just marketers, mm -hmm. then it feels a lot better to make offers. And we, we have to understand that our marketing in itself is valuable to our market, even if they yeah, don't yeah. buy our product, like they're going to get something out of that. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many emails I've read from the various people whose lists I subscribe to and I didn't buy anything, but reading their email about what was going on in their business or what was going on in their life switched something in me. And I went and acted differently that day because of it. And that's where 
understanding your customer's journey and understanding the lifetime value of your customer is so important because even if they don't buy from you like right out the gate, if you are constantly adding value and being consistent about it, you are still affecting them. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I was talking to our friend JJ the other day and he was a little worried about emailing his list every day because he thought he'd be bugging them. But if you can give your list a little hit, a little dopamine hit, just from opening that email and reading, they're going to look forward to getting your emails. They're going to look forward to you marketing to them effectively. Totally. And that's one of the elements of the dose. Give them, give them a dose while they're buying the, that Stephen Larson talked about, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, and then the endorphins. And he describes like all the different ways that you give your customers a hit of each of these chemicals while you're taking them through the buying process. And I just loved that visual so much because I can relate to it as a buyer. Yeah, that's a big one. So Steven said that for our listeners that marketers are drug dealers. Mm-hmm. It's the same way where you get on Netflix and then you feel connection or you feel some excitement by watching an action or a horror movie. You need to produce a biochemical response in your market with your marketing. And so Steven broke that down into the DOSE acronym. Yeah, and I can, I can break that down even further if you want. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, so as a buyer, you are, I'm sorry. Yeah, as a buyer, you are looking for a distraction. That's like why you're on Instagram. That's why you're on Facebook. And when you get distracted by a really catchy ad, that's us, the seller, giving you content that hits you with that dopamine rush. And you're grateful for it. Like it's, it's novel, it's new, it's different from what you were experiencing the moment before. So that's how we hit you with the D. The O, the oxytocin, is the connection. <laughs> oh, I was going to hit you with the D. Moving on. <laughs> the oxytocin is the connection that you get. And uh, the way that you can experience this is by buying from us, by feeling like you're connected to us and what it is that we're offering. Like you're becoming, um, you're, you're becoming one with us. And that, that's really similar to the serotonin, which is like a status shift. So us helping you achieve a new level in your life, whether that's, you know, learning more, feeling like you are getting to travel the world now, if you're, if you're buying the work from anywhere program, uh, all of these things are status shifts and we're giving that to you as a seller. And that's a huge serotonin bump. And then in terms of endorphins, I love this one because I had never really thought about it before. Anytime that you get to sit down and like, uh, go through a checklist or you're working through a program that's been gamified, that is you getting endorsements, you're putting forth personal effort. And as a seller, anytime that you can make something like a step-by-step guide or a a 10-step checklist or whatever, that's a really good way to to hit your buyers with that, with that E. So that's D-O-S-E. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Mm -hmm. um, Endorphins are what people get when they put in hard work and they get the result they're after. So that's effectively your product. And everything up until the E is your marketing. So like the D and O and S are mostly marketing and also your product, but the E is really your product. Like what do they actually get out of this? Mm. But you made some really good points about status. If, if you're listening, you haven't heard about status before. There's the idea that people buy things for status. So this is easy to see in clothing. Uh, maybe you buy something to look cool, have better style, attract the opposite sex. But with something like education, you're actually shifting how you show up in the world. So how does your husband view you? How does your wife view you? What do your kids think? What do your friends say? And in the business building world, which is what I'm in, I help people start new businesses. We're actually going to change their status from a nine to fiver to somebody who runs their own business and has control of their life. Mm. 
So uh, this is a lot, but I have written down, people aren't just buying a new product or service, they're buying a new them. Mm, I love that. Yeah, so sell transformation. And do you want to talk about Alex Sharfin's defend and advocate? Sure. So <clears throat> the notes that I have from Alex's presentation uh, really did hit home because as someone leading a quote unquote movement, the bold life movement, I think that it's easy to forget what that entails. And Alex talks about how advocating for your people, really voicing the loudest, what it is that you all stand for and who in the world is coming up against that, who's challenging that and telling you it's wrong. You shouldn't do that. You should do it this way. If you can be the loudest voice against those Um, outside forces, then everyone within your movement or everyone within your tribe that you're trying to enroll will see you as their leader because you are the person who is standing in front leading the charge for them. And I just thought that that was such a great visual. And I really, I really respect that and really want to like incorporate more of that into my business, the us against them as, as Russell calls it. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And, um, especially in education, when somebody's educating themselves on something, it's, it's new and there's insecurity there and you're defending them and you're saying like, you are made for this and believe in what you're going after. And to the haters and the naysayers, like I will protect you. Yeah. I love that. And that's really powerful. And I think it's easy to see how this applies to some things Alex Sharfin talks about entrepreneurs are changing the world, Uh, but it might be harder to imagine for something else. So Let's just give a couple more examples if we can. Mm. One that comes to mind for me is in the bold life movement, you're teaching people how to put themselves first, put their needs and their dreams and their desires first when they've always done things for other people. Yeah. And so when somebody does that for the first time, there's a chance they're going to experience backlash from the people around them, right? For sure. It's definitely my job to help people realize that by putting on your proverbial um, mask, you know, the the airplane gas mask or oxygen, not gas mask, (laughs) oxygen mask analogy, by doing that first and, and following your own desires first, you're actually setting yourself up to better serve your family and your friends and your community. And not only that, but you're inspiring the people around you to do the same. And that's just something that you know, in my position, I've had to continuously remind my clients of because it comes up time and time again. And it's super, it's super scary to feel like you're going to be ostracized by, um, by going after what you want. Absolutely. And so you can be their advocate, you can defend against the resistance they're going to experience. And it's like they have someone on their team, they have a leader. Yeah. I think that another great example, um, Dave Asprey, you know, he's educating people to live completely differently than society has taught us for so many years with the bulletproof lifestyle. And he really puts himself out there in front and says, I will protect you. This is the way, this is how we're all going to live longer, healthier, amazing lives. And you're going to get a lot of flack for putting butter in your coffee and things like that. But he normalizes it and he helps fe- helps you to feel not only part of a community, but protected in that community. Totally. And so that the conference did that for anyone who attended. It's like, if you think you're crazy for being an entrepreneur or wanting to travel all around the world and work at the same time, something that most people will never do because it is abnormal. It's not the norm in this society. Um, you go to this conference and there's 4,000 other people going after a dream just like yours and it's very normalizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. 
Yeah. So I want to give a quick example for my audience, uh, just in case they don't see how this applies. But if even if you're doing lead gen, let's say that you serve real estate agents and you do Facebook marketing for them. If you start to talk about the difference that real estate agents make in the world in your marketing, uh, they're going to respond to that. So if you talk about how real estate agents help buyers find their perfect dream home and they're creating this perfect life for their clients and how, like, for example, people that trash talk real estate agents don't understand how much hard work really goes into a good transaction. Uh, the agents are going to respond to that. They're going to feel how you care for them and they're going to be much more likely to do business for you. Mm-hmm. With. For sure. What else you got, Christian? What are some other awesome takeaways? I know you had a long list. Yeah, so uh, I got a lot of Myron Golden in here. If, if you guys have never heard of him, definitely check him out. Yeah, uh, he is amazing. One of the best speakers from the event. Clearly knows what he's talking about. Yeah, very well practiced. It's just incredible. Um, he says, stop saying time is money. Time is infinitely more valuable than money. And that's because money is a renewable resource and time is not. So he gives an awesome example. He says, if you make 40K for 25 years, that's a million bucks. And if you make $88,000 a month around for one full year, that's a million dollars. So that's the same amount of money right there. But what's the difference? Time. Difference is time. So wealth is created through time by collapsing time. Yeah, I love that. He said poor people elapse time. They waste it doing things like binging on Netflix. Um, It's the only example I can ever really think of. but, But the contrast is that wealthy people collapse time. Yeah. I mean, I have a great example. I have a great example of this. Um, Let's say that you wanted to learn a new skill and you can go out there and you can learn it on your own, but it may take you two years of trial and error or you could pay a little money to take a course on it Mm. and learn it two months instead of two years. That's collapsing time. Well said. So some other ways that you can do this is you can get a coach Uh, You can hire an employee. A lot of people are really reluctant to hire employees because it cuts into their profit margins. But what you're doing is you're collapsing time. Yeah. And the way that he creates a visual around this at the event is he talks about, you know, the way most people are doing this is that they're, they're running. If we need, if Christian and I were going to do a race and we had to go a mile and I said, Christian, I'll race you to the end of the end of this road, one mile and then Christian ran it, but I got in a car, who do you think would get there faster? If Christian ran it and I got in a plane, who do you think would get there faster? So the whole point he's making is that by improving the vehicle, picking a faster vehicle, whether that's hiring an employee, getting a coach, deciding to focus on assets that create wealth quicker versus a nine to five job that has a, an income ceiling, by choosing to put yourself in a faster vehicle to wealth, you can collapse that time. Totally. He says what you lack in skill, you can make up in leverage. Mm-hmm. And so what most people do is when they want to make more money, they just run faster and faster and faster and faster. And they think that if they just work more, then they'll, they'll create the wealth that they want. But it's really difficult when you're racing on foot against somebody who's like, you know what, I'm going to spend some of my money on a car. Yeah. Uh, they're going to destroy you in that race. Yeah. I have a great example. A couple of years ago, one of my, um, one of my, 
my partners, a guy that I was dating had a business that offered to let me create a product in that industry. I was working with his manufacturer and I was like, yes, I'm so excited. I created the branding around it. I got all the designs for the, for the bottles. It was a, a CBD supplement just for the, anyone who's listening. And uh, I was super stoked. And then what I realized like a month later was that while I was over here running to get this product to the market because I just didn't have the infrastructure in place. It was kind of a side hustle. He was next to me in a freaking jet racing to get the same product out without me knowing. And he did it so much faster because he just had the tools and resources and the team already on his side so that his vehicle to getting that product to market and to actually seeing an ROI was much quicker than me over here on foot trying to like bootstrap it up. So if you can figure out ways to take yourself from um, doing it all alone to doing it with a supportive team or doing it you know, one way versus like hiring it out to the expert to get it done for you, then you're just going to increase your chances. You're going to collapse the time. Yeah. I mean, I think basically the, the simplest form of this is invest in yourself. Mm. Like whether that's getting help or building infrastructure or whatever it is, don't be afraid to invest in yourself because that's yeah. going to come back and pay you dividends. Yep, totally. Uh, which brings me to my next one. Most people are too scared. They think that they're going to fail. This is foreign to them. They don't have the support they need. And so they don't take chances or risks. And a big yeah. takeaway for me um, from this conference, but even in the last two years is this is a faith based game. Mm. Yeah, this is huge for me. I think that one of the bigger takeaways that I had from this event was realizing that people in my industry can make a lot of money in, in the personal growth space. I think that I had been holding myself back previously because I just didn't have enough examples of people who are making significant amounts of money in personal space, but weren't already famous, like the Tony Robbins of the world, the Danielle Laportes, et cetera. And I needed to see enough examples of this event so that I could reinstall that faith because faith is what's going to get you going. It's what's going to get you to make that bold commitment to yourself and just freaking go. Totally. Because the path is not always clear in the mm -hmm. plan that gets you there. Isn't going to be the same plan that you started with. Mm. So when things are not clear, when you're struggling, you have to have faith that if you keep going, that it will all work out. And most, most people fail because they don't have that faith and they give up when things get hard. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the conference they talked about, you have to stop breaking promises to yourself. We all know that one person who won't miss a day at the gym, no matter what. And you're like, why can't you just miss this one day while we go do this thing? And they're like, because I keep my promises to myself. Yeah, this is where so many people are like confused about why they don't have the confidence to move forward. And it's like you don't have the confidence because you've broken the promise to yourself so many times that you actually don't even trust yourself when you say you're going to do something. And Garrett White was talking about this. You know, he says so many of us are acting from this place of fiction and fantasy. We're like projecting all these things we're going to do in the world, but really we don't actually believe it. And no one around us believes it because we haven't done the things that are required to get to that place so many times that we just don't even believe ourselves anymore. Absolutely. It's like, stop lying to yourself, start keeping promises to yourself, and then look at successful people, look at the things that they have done, write it down on a piece of paper. Okay, what do they do? How many people do they reach out to a day? What kind of infrastructure do they have? What kind of offers are they making? And just do those things. Mm -hmm. Get the result if you stay in the game long enough. 
Yeah. And to add on just a little more, because Garrett was Garrett was on fire. Uh, he was a savage at this event. It was amazing. And he, we're talking about just make the offer, just get the webinar, do the things that the person who you're modeling has done. We look at those things and those are the facts. It's just things. They're not inherently bad. They're not inherently good. They're just the things required to get what it is you want to do. So those are the facts about what's required. Then you look at the facts about what you've been doing. If they don't match up, don't make a story around what it is that you haven't been doing. Don't attach all this emotion that inadvertently keeps you more stuck because now you're weighted down with guilt. You're weighted down with shame. You feel totally isolated because you're thinking you're the only one who's never not fulfilled their commitments. No, don't do that. Just literally look at what it is you haven't done and say, okay, are these necessary for me to get to where I want to go? Yes. Now I start doing them, period. Totally. Do the thing and you shall have the power. It's so true. So this brings me to the last point. Uh, Dean Graziosi asked this question. And if you've never heard of Dean, he's uh, kind of like an infomercial legend. He's been doing it since he's 19 and he has over a billion dollars in sales. Right now he's getting 5,000 new buyers a week on Facebook. So just an absolute legend and just like a really nice guy gets up on stage is so natural speaking. Uh, but he asked, do you have marketing stamina? Yeah. And one, one example that he gave, he's like, if you put yourself out there and you finally create that Facebook ad for your business and it flops, do you just decide, Oh no, marketing doesn't work. I guess marketing's not for me. I tried it. I tried that marketing thing and it didn't happen. I didn't get any sales. So I, I give up. No, you tweak the ad, you put out 45 different other ads and you keep testing because it's not marketing that didn't work. And, and it's you not having the stamina to keep putting yourself out there. That's not working. Yeah. He gave an example. You mentioned that people will blame the vehicle. So like, Oh, Facebook ads don't work. But he says, if you got in a car and it broke down on the side of the road, you wouldn't say, Oh, I guess automobiles don't work. Yeah. You would fix the car. And so the yeah. same goes for your marketing. Like you might have to try more than once might have to try a lot of times. And if let's say you're doing cold email outreach, you're going to have to do a high volume of outreach, but have the stamina and the results will come. Yep. 100%. And if that scares you and you think that's a lot of work, uh, so is digging ditches or whatever the alternatives are. So yeah, it's a lot of work, but the rewards in this industry in particular are so great. Mm. When you get it right, it is unbelievable. Like it is just a life that most people can never imagine and a level of freedom and impact and, um, and serving other people on this level is something that most people never have the opportunity to do. Yeah. Yeah. The thousands and thousands of people that you can reach through the technology that exists today is, is almost unimaginable, but we should be grateful for it. And, and part of, what being grateful for it looks like is just doing the things. Going back to your ditch analogy, I loved whoever the speaker was that said that. He's like, getting on video for a couple minutes a day to do a live and to like nurture the people who have opted into your world because they believe in you, that's not hard. Doing a video for a couple minutes a day is not hard. Digging ditches nine hours a day, that's hard. Yeah. You know, to make 50K a year forever, that's hard. Absolutely. Uh he couldn't have said it better. It really makes you think like, oh yeah, if I'm complaining about doing this online thing, that it being hard, it's like, there are so many things that are so much harder and the rewards are just not there for it. Yeah. Yeah. So just do the work. I think that's the, 
I think that's what Gareth said. He said, um, you're one funnel away is the theme of the conference. And it means mm-hmm. you're one funnel away from a life you could never imagine if you do the fucking work. That's what yeah. Gareth said. So for all you listening, that's what it takes. Have faith. Go out there. Find a plan. Find somebody who's done what you want to do before you. So you are collapsing time. Mm-hmm. All that plan and do the work and have faith that it's going to pay off even when it's hard. Yeah. And, and make the commitment, make the bold commitment to yourself. Cause if you can make it to yourself first, then you can make it to other people. Absolutely. And just start small with those promises to yourself. Don't try and change the world in one day. Make a small promise to yourself. Say, I'm going to, I'm going to make my bed tomorrow or yeah. I'm go through one module of this course this week and just keep those promises over time. You'll build confidence. You'll build trust and you'll get everything you want in life. Yeah. Awesome. So that, those are our top Funnel Hacking Live takeaways. Uh, let us know which ones you liked and if you liked this. Again, our co-host today was Kimberly Rich of the Bold Life Movement. Kim, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, you can check out the Bold Life Movement podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are aired. And if you head over to theboldlifemovement.com, I have some cool freebies there and you can see how to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Awesome. And if you want to sign up for Funnel Hacking Live next year, which we obviously highly recommend, we will put links to that in the show notes as well as to Kim's resources. So you can go check those out. If you want to live a bold life and make bold decisions, that's the place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and last, I always forget to plug this. Uh, if you want to live a bold, a bold regret free life, then please check out my TEDx talk, The Antidote to Regret. I would love to be able to help you get the permission that you've been looking for to actually make all these commitments that we've been talking about on today's episode. You're totally worth it and you're totally capable. Yes. And along those lines, if you want to go deeper, Kim, you have a new free training coming out. Where can people find that? Yes. So you can head over to the boldlifemovement.com slash blueprint. And there will be all the details. Blueprint. All right. Check that out. It's going to be awesome. That's all for today. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review now. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. See you next episode.